song. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dream Laser, episode 12. I'm Tonks. I'm Rosemary. And I was just dancing. It was it was great. It was beautiful. <laughs> Every time you hear Rosemary's laughing while the the intro music's going on, it's because I'm dancing, dancing to it. Because it's a good song to dance to. When you do. <laughs> this is our season one finale. Yes. We, we did a whole to, season. We did a whole 12 episodes. Yeah. It's uh, great. We're going to come back maybe in a couple of weeks to uh start our season two but you know the holidays are coming up we got to set up stuff and rosemary's busy with writing her novels yeah nanowrimo is killing me right now novels plural so yeah i figured that we're gonna end it off with a bang yep because uh i think rosemary's gonna be in rare form this time uh i uh, don't don't (laughs) get their hopes up Yeah, watch you like hate this fucking song. Uh, so I wrote I wrote this one in an hour, like I always do. Yeah, but uh, it's actually like a week's worth of ideas. Oh, interesting. Mine also is is an idea that I've had for a really long time, and then when we were like, okay, we're gonna do the end of season one, and like you know, come back in a few weeks for another season. I was like, this is a perfect season finale. This is actually kind of a time-sensitive story. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It, it depends on us not knowing a certain thing that's actually going to happen in real life kind of soon. I'm assuming it's Star Wars. I can't say. <laughs> you didn't say no. <laughs> I can't say. Okay. So wait, you're going to read mine first? I'm going to read yours first. All right. And uh, I have not read anything about this first, yep. as, as always. And um, I can't wait to read it. So good luck. I'm going to go first. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) So the story is called Raylo Runner. All right. You ready? Here we go. You got to be fucking kidding me, said Andromeda Lightstorm as she sat across the table from her girlfriend, Harmony Moonchild. Or Harmony was her girlfriend. Maybe not anymore. Is this why you finally decided to set foot in a sellout place like Space Bucks? Andromeda asked, rage flowing through her. You want me, you wanted to get me in public so I wouldn't make a scene when you broke up with me? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Harmony start, stared down at the table. Oh, I'm sorry, Andromeda. She said, I just can't be with someone who doesn't think Raylo is canon. <laughs> it's a serious is this, is this about me? It's, it's, it's about me. Listen, I'm breaking up with you. I know. Oh, fuck. I can't believe we're doing this on a podcast. Okay. So Andromeda crossed her arms. This is bullshit, she growled. I left the ISF for you. Raylo is bigger than the ISF. <laughs> Harmony insisted. You don't have proof of anything, said Andromeda. You can't cite The Last Jedi all you want, but there's no way to really know. The Rise of Skywalker never came out because Super France attacked America (laughs) right before it was supposed to be released and destroyed every known copy. Except one, said Harmony. That's just a rumor, Andromeda said. And even if one copy of The Rise of Skywalker did exist, it would just confirm that Rey and Kylo Ren are related. Fuck. <laughs> Harmony sighed. This is why I can't be with you anymore. You have no sense of romance. Fine, whatever, Andromeda snapped. Then I'm taking the dog. Shit. <laughs> she picked up she picked up Bonsai, the fat corgi they found at the slow wrestling tournament, and stormed out of the space bucks. Cut to Andromeda's apartment in Big Dickopolis two weeks later. Total eclipse <laughs> total eclipse of the heart played in the background while the camera panned across the apartment, which was full of the Trash and half-eaten frozen pizzas. Andromeda lay in the couch in pajamas, sobbing while she watched Dirty Dancing for the one millionth time. <laughs> As the movie ended, Andromeda's eyes fell on an old copy of Space Adventurer magazine underneath all the trash on her, on her coffee table. The magazine had a super awesome picture of her and Harmony on the cover from back when they were on top 
well, they were the top adventuring duo in the galaxy, but those days were over now. Suddenly, Andromeda's old communicator from the intergalactic stellar fleet started beeping. She wasn't sure if she should answer it. She had gone AWOL after all, but whatever. She was so bummed about losing Harmony, she might as well turn herself in and go to space jail. (laughs) (laughs) Space jail. Maybe she would even get sentenced to a lifelong... Or sentenced to a lifetime of riding Gabriel McStorkus in the third's mindfuck, sli- mindfuck TM slide, and she could escape her horrible loneliness for a while. Damn bleak. Yeah. <laughs> Lifelong? That's a long time. Yeah, it's a lot of mindfucks. When she accepted the transmission, a familiar hologram popped up over their coffee table and began to speak. Lieutenant Lightstorm, it's me, the Commissioner <laughs> of Space. <laughs> Andromeda straightened out, straightened out of habit. But she wasn't sure what to say. She'd assumed the ISF was looking to arrest her for dipping out of her responsibilities. Lightstorm, you look fucking terrible, the Commissioner of Space said. Andromeda wiped the tears from her cheeks, but before she could explain her abrupt departure of the ISF, the Commissioner of Space continued, I have a very important mission, and I want to hire you for the job. (laughs) Banzai jumped up into the couch and barked at the Commissioner. Um, sir, I don't know if you realize, Andromeda started to explain, but I quit the ISF. I'm not ordering you as lieutenant, said the Commissioner of Space. I'm hiring one of the best space adventurers in the galaxy. The ISF has been doing pretty fucking terrible ever since you left. The entire crew of the Get Fucked was murdered. <laughs> and the ship was ca- commandeered by ghost pirates. <laughs> lieutenant Hans Grouper, Voldemort, Sauron, Palpatine defected to follow a pair of the tits to follow a pair of tits around the galaxy. The ass hammer exploded, and all of Dr. Casarino's evil plans to make Robocock a reality have failed. We can't afford to keep taking heavy losses. I need your help. What's the job? She asked. The space cruiser Meat Mallet is going to be transporting important cargo to the Walmart mega colony. The commissioner of space explained, we've already intercepted intelligence that rogue space adventurers plan on attempting to steal the cargo. I need you to protect it. What exactly am I protecting? Asked Andromeda. That's for me to know and for you too. The commissioner of space started... Well, I guess that doesn't really work here because you never, you'll never find out. It's secret. Thinking you can handle it? Andromeda thought about it. If she worked for the ISF again, Harmony would definitely think she was a sellout. There would be no chance of them getting back together. But if she took the job, she would get paid an assload of cash. She could buy her own spaceship. Better than good vibes. And she could go on a solo adventure to find a lost copy of The Rise of Skywalker. If she had she had that, Harmony wouldn't be able to resist getting back together, and they would both know once and for all who was right about Raylo. <laughs> Commissioner of Space, Andromeda said, you've got yourself a motherfucking deal. I love that I didn't write, have to put that in. You wrote that. Hell yeah. The next day, Andromeda found herself aboard the meat mallet with the ship's captain, Esmeralda Crunchwrap. <laughs> Crunchwrap was kind of hot for an alien-looking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she had light green skin and lavender hair to match the aesthetic of her home planet of Baja Blast. <laughs> she had big titties, too, but Andromeda found herself uninterested in them. She missed Harmony's boobs too much. <laughs> so far, the mission was boring. Captain Crunchrop was a fucking bitch most of the time, <laughs> and the alleged adventurer's intent on stealing the cargo hadn't shown up. Andromeda found herself spending most of the trip daydreaming about how she and Harmony had gone to Bo- Bonaroo. <laughs> Which is a music festival like Bonnaroo, except everyone there had a boner the entire time. <laughs> I need to go to Bonnaroo. Oh, 
Andromeda sighed, remembering how much fun she and Harmony had listening to the music and dancing with a bunch of boners <laughs> flopping around alongside them. <laughs> they had even made out in the midst of a bunch of uncircumcised dicks, which was weird, but also kind of hot, depending on your fetishes, I guess. I don't know. I like them cut myself. But to each her own. Anyway, Andromeda decided she needed something to do to take her mind off how much she missed Harmony. So once the ship dropped out of hyperspace, she decided to check out the cargo and see what was so fucking special about it that made the commissioner space. Sure, someone was going to steal it. You okay? Uh, you just wrote it kind of weird. Oh. She made her, right? She made her way to the scrotum section of the ship, <laughs> because you know all ASF ships are shaped like dicks and balls. They are. <laughs> to the cargo hold, the retina scanners cleared her, and opened the door where she, where the special as fuck cargo was. <laughs> The room was nearly empty, not what Andromeda was expecting at all. The center was a pedestal that had heavily light shining down to a huge-ass laser disc slowly spinning in the middle of the platform. Hell yeah. A laser disc? Andromeda asked. No one had given a shit about laser discs for hundreds of years. What could, what could be on this thing that would be so fucking special? Just as Andromeda was about to approach the pedestal to get a better look at the laser disc, some loud-as-fuck alarms started going crazy. The ship's shook an explosion rattled the cargo bay at the and this time the explosion made a sound and there was a fire and shit because fuck physics <laughs> <laughs> captain crunchwrap sent andromeda an urgent transmission from the bridge which andromeda projected from her utility cuff our engines have been taken out by an enemy spacecraft oh my god crunchwrap said over the transmission we're about to get boarded <laughs> As she finished the last word, I almost said laser word. As she finished the last word, blood splattered all over her. Ugh. God damn it. <laughs> These adventurers are decapitating the crew. I don't know why she has an accent now. Captain Crunchwrap said, I'm going to try and get us to the Walmart mega colony, last storm. You protect the cargo. On it. <laughs> Andromeda said, adrenaline flooding her veins. She'd miss the adventuring life. Maybe she didn't need harmony after all. She slipped out of the cargo hole, plasma pistol in hand, bonsai in her heels. As soon as she was in the dimly lit corridor, Andromeda smelled the faintest whiff of dank space weed. Oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> she muttered to herself. She knew exactly what that meant. The ship rumbled again as it started to get pulled into the extreme gravity of the Walmart mega colony. Andromeda ran towards the bridge, which was a total bloodbath. All the crew members had been decapitated or had their dicks ripped off by their intestines pulled out of their assholes, or all three. <laughs> Only Captain Crunchwrap remained alive. She was tied to her captain's chair while a hooded figure loomed over her. A hooded figure whose cloak had a super awesome picture of Jimi Hendrix on the back. You spelled Hendrix wrong. Oh, as soon as Captain Crunchwrap saw Andromeda, she commanded, Shoot the intruder! <laughs> I don't know why she said it like that, but maybe because of the adrenaline? She's nervous if she's going to die. Without a second thought, Andromeda raised her plasma pistol and fired off a deadly round. It went straight through the Captain Cr Crunchwrap's Crunch wraps head, leaving a steaming hole in the middle of her brain. Jesus. Yeah, boy. The intruder threw her hood back to reveal exactly what Andromeda knew she would see. A tangle of messy dreadlocks. When Harmony finally turned around to face, Androm to face Andromeda, she was shooketh. <laughs> Andromeda, what the fuck are you doing here? I had the fuck. I'm working for the ISF as an independent contractor, she said, keeping her pistol pointed at Harmony. I've been hired to protect the cargo, and that's exactly what I intend to do. Now get out of here before I have to kill you, too. Why did she get an accent all of a sudden? Because I felt like it. Ugh, <laughs> oh, you just killed your captain, Harmony reminded her. You're fucked. 
I know, said Andromeda. I did it to save you. Now leave before the ISF fleet shows up to arrest you. I can't, said Harmony. The whole reason I broke into the ship was to steal the cargo for you. For me? Andromeda asked, lowering her gun. Harmony pulled a fat blunt behind her ear. You got that light? She asked. <laughs> Andromeda sighed and pulled her gun away. Then she activated the butane lighter on her utility cuff and sparked up Harmony's fat blunt. I had fat. They both hit it and got high as fuck and basically forgot that they were car- careening towards the Walmart mega colony at breakneck speed and about to die. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on this ship that you wanted to steal? Andromeda asked for one- once... Asked once the whole bridge was full of heavy smoke and smell of dank reefer. Harmony coughed. You mean you don't know? Andromeda shook her head. The commissioner of space wouldn't tell me when he hired me for the job. Come on, Harmony said. I'll show you. They both went back to the cargo hold while Meat Mallet kept getting pulled closer and closer to the Walmart mega colony. Just minutes from a huge ass explosion and total destruction. Andromeda used her security clearance and then both went inside. Harmony lifted the big-ass laser diff off the pedestal and held it out to Andromeda. On the inside edge of the disc were the letters T-R-O-S. Oh, shit. Jesus fucking space Christ, said Andromeda. It's the legendary last copy of The Rise of Skywalker on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it on Laserdisc? Now no we can watch knows. it and find out if Rayla is canon or not. That was the plan, Harmony said, but I don't care about Rayla anymore. She tossed the Laserdisc onto the floor probably scratching it and destroying an ancient artifact worth billions of space dollars or Walmart's megabucks. I only care about you, Andromeda. I love you. Almost as much as I love that sweet, sweet Mary Jane. Andromeda grinned. I love you too. More than space sweet, she said. So technically, I guess that means I love you more than you love me, but whatever, I'm fine with it. (laughs) It's very romantic. They started making out like crazy. It didn't stop till the meat mallet's alarms started going off, warning them that the ship was about to stab its dick-like self right to the center of the Walmart mega colony. Oh, shit, Andromeda said. We're going to die. And we didn't even get to watch the movie together. No, we're not, said Harmony. I parked the good vibes of the meat mallet's hangar. If we hurry, we can get out of here before impact. Andromeda picked up Bonsai while Harmony grabbed the laser disc. Then they ran to the hangar where they jumped into the good vibes and took the fuck off, narrowly escaping before the meat mallet rammed right into the Walmart mega colony and created an explosion so massive it killed trillions. <laughs> Andromeda and Harmony set the good vibes to autopilot and made out for like three hours nonstop <laughs> until they decided to watch The Rise of Skywalker. They were super excited about it because they would literally be the only people in the entire galaxy who would know if Rayla was canon or not. They settled in and popped the Laserdisc into the Laserdisc player because the good vibes just happened to have one. <laughs> but the movie they saw was in Star Wars Episode Nine. It was just a guy dressed as George Lucas unboxing a bunch of different types of salad. <laughs> At the very end of the video, Ryan Johnson popped up on the screen and said, Subverted! <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh, my God. Babe, oh my god. Babe, this was your best one. <laughs> you liked it? I love okay, that. Okay, good. I'm glad. Line. I'm glad. Okay, I love that both of our stories are eerily similar in a way. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... Um, we both said that we had to have the Commissioner of Space. Yeah, that was our prompt for this week, was we had oh, to have god. Commissioner of Space. We watched a lot of uh, Red Letter Media. Oh, god. Uh, yeah, so if you haven't seen George Lucas unboxing salads... Look that up on YouTube. Go watch it right now. So you can now. start crying. Okay. <laughs> okay. Rosemary? All right, here we go. Do you want to say anything about this? Uh, You're going to laugh. All right, here we go. 
Called it. Oh Called it. <laughs> she literally fell off fell off her chair. Oh you my god, this story is called Go ahead, babe. Go ahead. Remember Boba Fett? A love letter to the dead. Oh my god. Here I go. do. I do remember Boba Fett. Alright. Every time. Every time. Carefully almost put it on mute. Oh my god, sorry. Okay. I haven't shaved my vag in 22 years. <laughs> That's the story. That's not me saying that. It's a custom to shave your privates whenever anyone visits my home planet of Geico Auto Insurance. <laughs> and it's Forest Moon Progressive. Jesus. I'm not joking. They check as soon as you're in the atmosphere. Gross. It's because the lice on this planet will give you nipple rot, and who the fuck wants that shit? <laughs> My name is Sergeant Wendy Polo McDonald. Pollo. <laughs> Pollo. I'm sorry. Wendy Pollo McDonald. And I have to make a delivery to a dead person. I didn't know this at first, of course, but I put the pieces together after I realized the date on the package, which package was from 2004. The year is 43,405. So just a bit late. The package was for some dude named George Lucas. Oh, God. He was a director who was famous for actively shitting on all his fans by releasing moving pictures that told a story about a sick house warrior. You got it, What do you say? You say it. A sick house war hero named Far Far Dinks or something. <laughs> God, I hope that's not how people in the future interpret Star Wars. I hope so. Huh, we don't have that old tech that shows moving pictures anymore, just holograms that show exactly what you feel like watching and you yourself get to choose your own ending so everyone's happy cool this george guy had the balls to make his own ending the way he wanted it and people lost their fucking minds so much that eventually the entire business model was changed to what we have today i guess <laughs> so true it's what's gonna happen i guess whatever this package is got lost in the shuffle for about forty-one thousand years Oh, well, the commissioner of space tasked me to send this package to its destination just because he was a dick and wanted to see if anyone was even there to claim it. No one wanted to come to Geico Auto Insurance since it's the worst planet in the galaxy. I agree to take on this delivery because GAI was my home. <clears throat> As I'm fidgeting with my electric shaver, my sh <laughs> So gross. My ship alerts me that we're finally entering GAI's atmosphere. That's That was a close shave. Do you get it? <laughs> Anyways, I maneuver my way around the millions of satellites that circle the orbit of GAI. This place used to be called Earth, then Blue Earth, then it exploded, <laughs> then slowly formed back together to create this shitty rock that was nabbed by the Geico conglomerate. After I watched like 10 ads about Geico and Verizon, they finally let my ship pass through the force field surrounding the planet. I pass through the gate and see two guards passed out at their posts with a documentary hologram playing in the background about Gabriel McSnorkerson III's life achievements. It's a lot of shit. I make a beeline towards this Dust Bowl area of the planet called Skywalker Ranch. That is where the package was marked to go, but it doesn't look like a typical ranch anymore. It's a... Turn the page. Fucking three-mile-long pit of nothing but shiny circular discs with the words Star Wars scribbled on most of them. 
I have no idea what they're for or what Star Wars even means, but I land my spaceship next to it anyways. I open the doors and immediately I get punched in the face with the smell of 1,000 woolly mammoths taking a dump simultaneously. (laughs) Ew. I actually felt pain from the smell of this horrific planet. (laughs) Jesus. I run back into the ship and get my breather. I strap it on and being my... And begin my journey to find the owner of this package. I wish I could say that the smell was the weirdest part of my journey. Everything from here on out became madness. The moment I stepped on the soil of this landfill of a ranch, a blast of epic music started to play. I had no idea where it was coming from, but it was loud as fuck. I start to see hallucinations, too. Just after the music, I see a text crawl right in front of me coming literally out of nowhere saying, A new, newer hope. Oh, God. I can't remember all of it, but it crawled upwards and said something about Luke Skywalker saving the galaxy galaxy, and that Jar Jar was secretly his lover. <laughs> oh, my God. I ship it. Oh, God. I can't remember because I was too busy trying to figure out why this was even happening. I walked deeper into the landfill and realized that the land wasn't full of Star Wars discs. It was actually flat and that all the garbage was a hologram. In fact, I ran into an invisible wall as I was trying to read the weird text crawl that was in front of me. As soon as I hit the wall, an entire building materialized right in front of me. It was shaped like an ominous giant black helmet that sounded like it had severe breathing problems. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Still confused, I walked towards it to find that the front of the helmet's mouth slid open to show an entrance. This entire thing was fucked, but I had no choice. I went through the doors to find that the story got even crazier. I walked in and saw nothing but a floating piece of metal in front of me with light coming from the ground illuminating it. My brain was telling me to leave it alone, but my heart was telling me to grab it and sell that shit for tons of cash. Well, my heart is right. I'm poor as fuck, so fuck you, brain. (laughs) I run towards the object and grab it, only to see a flash of red light burst through the metal and slice right into my hand, cutting it right off my wrist. Oh, shit. (laughs) Never mind. Fuck you, heart. My brain had the right idea. I look to the metal object glowing red on the ground and illuminating all the blood that I'm losing. It looks like a red laser sword. Oh, shit. That's what happens when you don't respect the lightsaber. What kind of voice should this be? Someone said out of the darkness. I wrap my stumpy arm with my shirt, exposing my huge (laughs) freckled anime titties. Her name's Wendy. She's a redhead. Oh, it's true. Gingers (laughs) have fucking freckles freckles on their boobs. I then heard the voice mutter to itself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Call out the mystery person to show themselves and pick up the package and explain that I have an ancient parcel that need to be delivered. No response. So I decided that it's a good time for me to get some medical attention and stop showing off my sick jugs. (laughs) So I start to head towards the door. Right as I got up, though, the lights turn on and I see who was talking to me. It's a hologram of a person who was pretty pudgy with gray hair and a chin strap beard. He seemed to have unchewed pieces of <laughs> spinach in his chin strap. Oh no. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. 
okay. I believe that is mine, he says with a childish smirk on his face. (laughs) There's no way it can be you. George Lucas died nearly 42,000 years ago. This hologram begins to tell me that his body died that long ago, but his (laughs) force ghost has endured, leaving him alone and bored, stuck at Skywalker Ranch for all these years. He told me that ever since he made a decision to sell his entire life's work for $4 billion, his soul (laughs) was rejected from heaven. Ever since he made the decision (laughs) to sell his entire life's work for $4 billion, (laughs) his soul was rejected from heaven and was destined to walk Geico Auto Insurance forever. Oh my god. Even God was like, fuck you, dude. I did what any person would do after hearing that ridiculous story. (laughs) I burst out laughing. I mean, obviously that's what everyone would do because that's what we did. He did not like that at all. (laughs) He invited me to see what made him famous all those years ago. So since I had nothing else to do and was getting paid hourly anyways, I agreed. He picked up the lightsaber and cauterized my stumpy arm and then went into this dark room. We walk into this weird room with a ton of seats and a thing throwing light against the wall. He called them projectors. I called them ancient space tech. I proceed to watch all of his movies. Quote unquote. Yeah. I finally understood the text crawl I saw when I first arrived and why the building was shaped like Dark Vader or something. (laughs) (laughs) We finally got to the end of the six movies and my head is basically soup. He asked me how I liked them while eating a floating (laughs) bowl of salad. I found it best not to piss off an ancient force ghost after seeing what they actually were from the movies, so I lied and tell him I liked them all, when in reality, I only liked half of them. Same. I just realized that I've been topless this entire time with an old man, but even more crazy (laughs) is that I forgot he hasn't opened the package. I go into the main room and pick it up, but he's already there opening it up with his force powers. I finally get to see what's in the thing, so I decide that I better record this. I tap my my temple with my index finger and start to record everything I see. It pays to have a hard drive in your head. She should have done that to the movies. (laughs) I open the box. Oh, the box is is floating between me and him, and the box finally falls to the ground with the contents glowing a bright green. It's a helmet. More importantly, it's... (laughs) It's a helmet from that bounty hunter dude from those movies he made me watch. I think his name was Boba T. <laughs> oh, God. I see the force ghost start to get upset. <laughs> and start to glow a reddish tint, signifying anger, I'm presuming. He then says to me... <laughs> God. He then says to me... Do you remember who this was? I said to him, that dude from the movies, but I didn't remember his name. It's... Oh, God. Oh, God. I can't look at it. (laughs) It's Boba Fett, he says angrily. Then I say, oh, that dude who died like a bitch falling into that sand pit. He kind of su... I was interrupted by him screaming. (laughs) Do you remember Boba Fett? 
I do. I do remember Boba Fett. <laughs> I remember him. I remember his costume. <laughs> he died in the Sarlacc pit. He lived. <laughs> he lived in Mandalorian. <laughs> where, <laughs> where Boba Fett's live. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm crying. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> he, <laughs> uh, he wasn't making any fucking sense. <laughs> he was flying across the room seemingly malfunctioning. I decided that it was this was the perfect time to make an escape before he does something even crazier than this shit. <clears throat> I burst through the front dark Vader doors and make a run for my spaceship with my anime titties awesomely flying everywhere. <laughs> nice. Weird that he didn't offer me a shirt the entire time I was there. <laughs> the entire ranch started rumbling and sinking into the earth. I jump in my ship while this instantly is going on and I hit the let's get the fuck out of here button and I immediately hit full speed towards space. I look behind me and see the entire ranch has been swallowed whole by the thing that looks a lot like the Sarlat pit monster <laughs> from the movies that ate boba tea. <laughs> I make my way back to my base and show the commissioner of space what was finally inside the parcel that we've had in our possession for millennials. Millennials? Millennia? Millennials. In true fashion, though, all they were interested in were my anime titties. Rightly so. The end. Yes. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> What'd you think? Oh my god, that was incredible. <laughs> I loved that. That's one of my favorites of yours for sure. Where Boba Fett's live. <laughs> That's one of the best ones you've done, I think, right up there with Gabriel McSnorkerson. Really? Yeah, I love that one. Dude, I'm surprised we, we talked a lot of Star Wars in this one. Uh, yeah, because The Rise of Skywalker is about to come out. Next time you Mark hear from we us, we will watch, have watched it already. We also just watched The Mandalorian on True. Disney Plus. And, you know, that was like fresh in our brains. So. Yes. And, you know, it's it's sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. So, yeah, with that, that ends our season one Hope. of Dream Laser. Hope you guys liked it. And um, we're excited to show you season two. We're not. We're going to take a short break. We're not going to be gone for a long time. Just a few weeks. Maybe like, oh, yeah, a couple weeks, if anything. Maybe, yeah, two weeks tops. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe three. Maybe three. We'll yeah. see. We'll see how we do with, I got final exams coming up for my students. So. Yeah, so, but um, we're going to come back full force. We're going to have a lot of new guests. Yes, and, and some of, old guests. Some old guests, some old hats. And yeah. uh, we hope to make you laugh. And we can't wait to uh, see you then. Have a great holiday, everyone. And oh, uh, oh, oh, before you before we say yeah. have a great holiday, mm-hmm. definitely check up our Instagram. Oh yeah, Dream Laser Podcast. Yeah, give us comments. Tell us what what you like and what you want to see for next season. And always remember Boba Fett. Always remember him. Otherwise, he'll remember you. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.